Hello, my friends, Katie Day with the Movement to Texas team here with another episode of the Real Advice Podcast. I am very, very excited for this week's guest, someone who I've gotten to know pretty well over the past year or so, um, but known who he is for a while. So really excited to dig in with my very tall friend from Atlanta, Georgia, Brian Olivar. What's going on, man? How are you? I am well, Katie. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm I'm really excited to dig in because I um I feel like I've known who you are for a while and like we've we've run in like the same circles, but not. And you know, we've we've really gotten to know each other a lot better over the past, you know, year or so. So it's been fun. Um, you know, just kind of getting to know you better. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. So that's what that's what I love about this business. It's the relationships. So I, lo- I love the growth and the organic growth of it too. So it's amazing. For sure. So um, for those that don't know you, um, tell me a little bit kind of about yourself. Um, you know, I, I was reading online. I did not know this before that you're a third generation realtor. So like, did you immediately get into real estate? Like how'd you kind of get to where you are today? So I'm third generation in real estate, but not as a realtor. I'm the first salesperson in my family. I come from a long line of investors. So um, I've been in the business for 14 years, but as every child of of an investor, anytime they went on vacation, we would stop at, which there used to be something called Shoney's. I don't even know if they still exist anymore, but they used to give out the paper um, magazines with all of the listings. And so me and my two brothers would sit in the back seat where my father and mother would sit up at the front and drive. And we'd go, what about this three bedroom, two bath? So it was kind of like, I guess, like the, uh, like the early days, like iPad now kids aren't really doing that, but that's how, that's how we stay. We stayed very entertained that way. So. And now, you know, what a, what a good career choice because you had already been doing that, like, you know, selling the three bed over the two bed or, you know, pointing out the different features of properties. That's really funny. Right. I always sell myself with a briefcase, a cell phone and selling real estate. That's just kind of one of the things that was always in the back of my head. So yeah, for sure. Well, and so, um, I know you're not originally, so you're, you're in Atlanta now. I know you're not originally from Atlanta. So how did you get to, to Georgia? So I went through Hurricane Katrina, and when I returned back, that's when I got into the uh, real estate game, and I was trying to help people get into homes that were displaced. And so I did that for a few years in New Orleans, and then I started to date someone in the Atlanta area. I moved here for love, and I fell in love with my business and my career. (laughs) Um, So, and many years... uh, Fast forward many years, and uh, that's where Ryan and I got together. So yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't think that was Ryan, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I always have to like preface that because they're like, "Good God, how long have you all been together?" Yeah, so, yeah. What, a, what an endearing story. You're like, oh no, no, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't working out, and I have houses to show. So yeah, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. So, um, what, what would you say is like a piece of advice that you would give to someone that like just starting out in your career? Cause now obviously, you know, they always say you've got to get through your first renewal and you have to get through your first five years, you know, and then maybe real estate may be for you. I mean, you've been doing it for 14 years. So clearly, you know what you're doing at this point for the most part. Right. Um, you know, what would be (laughs) advice that you would give to someone that's just starting out? Um, don't take yourself so seriously. You know, I think there's a lot of pressure in, the training and the education. And then when you get out that you're actually going to jump into this um, and have this amazing career. 
And so it really is just a series of dedication and uh, consistency that will get you to a place of success. But anytime you feel like it's not working out for you, I think the best advice is to actually seek out people that you want to be like and really try to see if you can bend their ear on what's working for them. So never assume that it's just an easy fix, but I think really just kind of always trying to learn more. Um, it's probably one of my biggest pieces of, I would say probably my best piece of advice. So otherwise it's boring if you don't keep learning. So. No, I, I would agree with that. And I think the, the first thing you said to consistency, like that is the biggest thing. And I actually was on something earlier and that's what I was talking about. I was like, it doesn't matter if it's social media, if it doesn't matter if it's open houses, it doesn't matter if it's door knocking, like whatever you do to generate business, like you just have to do it with frequency, you know? Yep. And as you said, like continue to learn more stuff. Cause you know, I think. Um, you know, I've only been doing it for a, a portion of the time that you have, but like, even in the time that I've been in the business, like things have changed, right? Like yeah. things change every year. Um, so if you continue to do things how you did before and don't try to learn new things, like you're screwed. Yeah. And it just, for me, I like to always be growing in some way. I mean, don't let the height fool you, but yeah. And like, even like with my mind, I like to challenge myself and kind of do other things. So um, you know, once I start to master one thing, then I try to add a little bit more to my plate because I would kind of want to be a jack of all trades. I want to be known for everything real estate. So, well, and that was something too, you know, we were, we were texting a little bit before the episode of like, you know, Hey, what, what direction do we want to go in? What do we want to talk about? And like, you know, I think you're very well known for a lot of different things, you know? So it's like, Oh, well, you know, is this your expertise or is that your expertise or should we talk about this or should we talk about that? So I, I would definitely say that you've done a good job of, of learning a lot of different things and being known for a lot of things kind of within the industry. So kudos to you there. Um, Thank you. He also made a, a joke. If you're listening, you didn't see my, my face palm smile of him talking about growth. Um, Brian, how tall are you? So almost seven feet, real tall real estate. Tell your friends. <laughs> So um, I actually, the first time I ever saw Brian was at an event and I guess at this time it was your team, not your brokerage, but he had on this shirt and it said real tall real estate. And of course he was, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else, um, you know, standing in line to get into a, a Tom Perry conference. And I was like, oh, that's really funny. And like, I actually didn't, I don't even think I talked to you at that point. Like we didn't know each other. We were across the room, whatever. Um, and then, you know, we continue to see each other at events and things like that. So um, let's talk a little bit about that though. Right. So like you had um, a team, right. And you've, you've since kind of moved into a brokerage. So talk to me a little bit about like the, the start of your team. And like, when did you realize that like, that was, you know, something that would allow you to, you know, help more clients and better serve clients and stuff like that. So everything about my business has been kind of walking into it with open arms, kind of leaning in. Uh, when I moved to Atlanta, I joined a team as a buyer's yeah. agent and I kind of absorbed the knowledge that I was given from that team lead, and then kind of took that on my own, went out as an individual agent. And then I started to, I mean, I was less organized. If you follow the disc assessment, I have like zero C. Um, so I knew that I needed somebody to come on and help me manage my database so that I could more strategically serve the people of Atlanta. And so that started. And then I hired a few agents. People had reached out to me because they saw that I was selling real estate and kind of, then I got into coaching. And that's when I started yeah. the coaching process because I needed to know what I didn't know. And so yeah. you don't know what you don't know. And I, at that point, I didn't know a lot. And I had no intentions of starting the team. It was very organic. And then I hired a buyer's agent, married him, and the rest is history. So 
not always how things work out, but you know, it worked out well, you know, you, you found not only a good agent for, you know, your team, but also a spouse. So, you know, right. Two for one. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, had the spouse and then they became the agent. So, um, yeah, I think that one of the, one of the key takeaways there, I think is, you know, realizing that your business was growing and, and you needed someone to help you to better manage, you know, manage things, right. Especially managing your database. One thing I know, you know, we've talked about before in the past has been like your client events and that you like to love on your people and love on your clients. And like, you know, when you're doing a high level of transactions and continue to get more and more clients, it's really hard to manage your database. So, you know, realizing that that was a need and hiring is good because a lot of times people will just keep doing the business, you know, and, and kind of forget out the past clients. And that's, that can be a huge, you know, source of uh, future business and referrals. The retention rate is huge for us. Um, and it kind of, you know, my clients became, and not a lot, of, not everyone is going to end up like this in this relationship, but they became friends. Because yeah. when I moved here, I didn't know anybody except the person I was seeing. So I would go and grab a drink or dinner or what have you um, when I, after a showing or whatever that looked like. So yeah. those relationships were really, really strong. And a great agent is going to build a relationship of trust. I mean, I've had multiple clients that have come to me with sharing, you know, very deep personal information with me and helping like entrusting me with this transaction. And so um, those are the relationships that I love to hold on to because um, I think that there's a reciprocity and the um, need for it. And yeah. it just has continued us. We're about 85% past clients, fear of influence referral with agent to agent referral on top of that. And, um, so I, I, that's really where my bread and butter is and what I love to do. We call them repeat offenders. I have one family I've sold. I'm closing Friday on their 13th home. So. Holy moly. That's like a house a year, basically. Yeah. They love to buy. Are they moving or are they investing? So a little bit of investing and a little bit of moving. So they don't get stuck in the mindset that you only need one home. So, and I love that. And we have multiple conversations about that. So, yeah. I love that for them. Um, so 85%, you know, referral business, what are some things that you do? Um, you know, I mean, I don't need your entire marketing plan, right. But like just some high level things that you do or high level advice you would give, like, you know, how do I better, you know, love on my sphere and love on my people and past clients? Um, I think I have a very, uh, general need to contact all of them. Even before I did the CRM, um, I, drive down the street. I see their house. I will shoot them a text, let them know I'm thinking of them, not while driving, but um, I will say, hey, just past your neighborhood or, you know, past your house. Hope you're well. Um, one of the big things that's very near and dear to me coming from New Orleans, which you can see up on my wall, um, is Mardi Gras. And so I started my Mardi Gras event for my clients. It started out with a box of Popeye's chicken and one king cake and just slowly evolved. And if you're from New Orleans or you know, if you've been to New Orleans, you know that nothing goes on except for Popeye's fried chicken and king cakes on Mardi Gras day. So um, that was something I was sharing with them, giving a piece of that, uh, you know, to them and really just kind of being consistent. That comes up with the consistency. My clients know about it. They know that it's coming. The pandemic's been tough. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do in this situation this year. Um, but they know when it comes up. That's how you keep your people, you know, they're happy to come to this event. They're loving the history. They're loving, they love when it they can see that it gets me so excited. I get chills thinking about it because it's one of my favorite things and I get to share that with them. So that's one of my big things that I do. 
Um, and I think that just overall, it's recognition. I'm still having dinners. I'm still making phone calls and not just, hey, you're looking to buy or sell. And, you know, I, I think there's that yeah. thing where everybody jumps on, a, you know, in, into some kind of training class and they say, hi, are you looking to buy, sell or invest? No, I want to know what's going on. And social media is really great for this. Yeah. You can keep up with them. If they just announced a baby, call them and congratulate them. Taking the time to recognize others, relationships will take you places money can't. And if your focus is on the money and not the relationship, then you may go ahead and lose some of what this yeah. business is about. So, no, yeah. I, and I could see just even your demeanor when you're like, this is my favorite event each year. Like you just perked up like I, you know, and I know how much I love it. you love that time of year. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Good times. Yeah. Um so the other thing that you're you're also kind of well known for, um, you know, in the real estate industry is the agent to agent referrals. Um, and I think you obviously touched on some points that I think are parallel between client relationships and you know agent to agent referral relationships. As far as you know, focusing in on that relationship, not necessarily the money, and you know, being consistent with whether that's your messaging or events or whatever you may do. Um, you know, do you have any other kind of like takeaways or advice that you would give to people that you know really just haven't um, haven't haven't really capitalized or, or, you know, worked on agent to agent referrals? Agent to agent referrals is a large pillow pillar of ours. We did over 20 last year. Um, and we received probably about double that per yeah. year. And this year we're already pacing for way more. Um, I think that wasn't something that people were thinking about because when you think about other agents that get in the business, a lot of people get shut off or, I feel like they get a little bit nervous to like really open their heart and their mind to express like, I don't know it all. So one of the things that I did immediately was set up a mixer in the Tom Ferry organization. And I invited a couple of my friends to join me as host on that. You're actually going to be with us in Vegas on, on the one there. And for me, it wasn't about having this party that just promoted like Brian Olivard, Real Tall Real Estate, Atlanta, Georgia. It was about having a place to network and share ideas because sometimes we can hear the same thing from multiple people, but somebody's going to be able to kind of get through to us. I always tell people when I go to these events, I, you know, I'm, I've been a team lead. Now I'm a bro uh, owner broker of Real Tall Real Estate, and I can tell one of our agents, but if they hear it from somebody else, they may hear it a different way and it may be, they may absorb and act, actually implement it. It's so yeah. funny. And it's so like, so I'll get other team leads that come up to me and they're like, Hey, what do you think about this? And I know that they're setting me up for this conversation to like basically reiterate what they're saying. But yeah. sometimes there is like a disconnect or a block, especially if it's somebody within your organization or something like that. So I love these events for that. Yeah. And I get way more out of it than I, than I give and I host the party. So yeah. I just think it's, it's really magical to have that many high level thinkers in one room. I always find it so fascinating just to hear the different stories. I mean, I wore my avocado shirt. I don't know if you realize this, but just that avocado toast that we didn't share, she ate the whole thing. But um, that conversation, like those conversations, those are the things that I hold on to because I learned so much. And so I'm like, I, for me, it's just really the wealth of knowledge that all of you guys share is amazing. So. So Brian and I were recently at an event together. Um, I hosted a mastermind here in Texas and he was kind enough to fly in and share some of his best practices. 
Um, and one of the, the morning that we were there together, um, we got breakfast and he actually didn't get breakfast. I just ordered like, you know, a fruit bowl and avocado toast and I think something else. And they brought out silverware and plates <laughs> thinking that both of us were eating, uh, but it was just me. So yeah, he's just making fun of me over here. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I love, um, you know, mixers and events and, and masterminds where, you know, we can kind of all get together and share best practices. I know you recently signed up to have your team be coached, you know, by a coach as well with, with Tom Ferry. Um, and my thing is, is like, it's funny whenever my team goes to, to events that are hosted by, you know, Tom Ferry coach or by Tom himself or whatever, cause they hear him say things right. that they hear me say all the time. And, and when they all came for summit, like at summit, I was getting texts from them like, Oh, this is familiar. Or if we yeah. were <laughs> close enough to each other. Cause like, I always try to keep us all like sitting separately and stuff. So they would meet more people, but like they would look over at me, you know, when he would say something that I say all the time, I'm like, Hey, like, you know, you wonder where I get this stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, sometimes it does the third time you hear it or the fourth time you hear it is the time that it clicks. Um, and it lands so. different. It lands different. Cause you may not be able to retain that. You might have other things that are kind of doing that mental block. So, and that was something that like, don't get so consumed in the beginning of your process and the beginning of your career of real estate, because you're going to, when I look back, I'm like, man, I wish I would have started <laughs> listening to myself and my instincts way sooner because I probably would have had been retired by now. But, um, you know, I, I think that you have to be ready to receive the information. And no matter what we can say it, but when people like Tom and other influencers and stuff like that, it just lands differently. So, um, so what was the catalyst for you to open your own brokerage? So I actually um, was going through the process of possibly becoming a coach. And I knew that I wanted to lead. One of the things that I do love, not just being with my clients, it's also brand building. Um, I was given a fantastic opportunity to use my stature. Um, you know, most people mispronounce my last name. Most people may not even know my last name, but they know big and tall realtor, real tall realtor, big, tall, giant realtor, everything. I don't care how you say it as long as you remember it. And I've been ducking through doorways since I probably was a freshman in high school. I actually knocked myself out at one of my testing centers when I was going doing the ACT. I knocked myself out. I was gone for 45 minutes, but um, I still did well. And, um, but I think that building brands and helping people build businesses, the majority of the coffees that I have with newer uh, aspiring agents are, they don't think that they can be top producers because somehow they don't think that they're worthy of that. And so one of my big things that I love is being kind of a home for agents that really do want to dive in and build business. I don't want to just be your team lead where I it's just me, me, me. I actually want to find a way because my big why leads me to helping others get what I got. And I feel like I was very fortunate for having some of the mentors that I've had and some of the access to resources that I've had. And so I want to be able to also give back to other people. So that's why I did it. And I knew that I was receiving a lot more information about market nationally and locally than most of the agents in my brokerage. And I wanted to make sure that nobody was without that information. So that's why we extend the coaching to all of our agents, because we want everyone to hit that top leaderboard. I mean, that's, that's the goal, right? So. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. 
You're cool. I like you. You're cool. <laughs> I adore you. I can't wait for Vegas. So <laughs> I'm so excited for Vegas. Um, I'm, I, uh, I enjoy Vegas and I can't wait to get together with everyone. Cause it's just, it's been fun. It's, uh, it's been a weird couple of years. So yep, it'll be exciting weird. to get, get everyone back together, get the band back together. Get the um, team back together, guys. If you weren't a realtor, realtor, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I would probably be an investor. I love doing it. Um, so I, I have a, a minor in hospitality, restaurant, and tourism. I used to run bars in the French Quarter of New Orleans. And I would, when even when I was doing real estate, I would like work at the bars and I would even sign some of my deals at the tables uh, over shots. <laughs> um, but that's the most New Orleans like statement. It's I so think New Orleans. Make. Yeah. It is so New Orleans. It's like, you want a hurricane and a house? Let's go. Um, but I think that really, I probably having some kind of, I wanted to open an event space for a while. I worked for a hotel while I was in college doing banquets and I loved like just being able to all, maybe that's why events are such a big part of my business. Yeah. I enjoy like the, what it, my biggest thing is my Angelou says, they may not remember what you said. They may not remember what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And so that really is just like the epitome of everything that I'm about. And so I think anything that can fall within that, but I'm an ideas guy. So I don't know that I would like be like a hundred percent events, but you know, yeah, I just keep maybe I I have no idea. So, but making, making that dream come alive for everybody else, sometimes, you know, putting a smile on somebody else's face. I really love that part. And that's why I love the closing table. Yeah. What, um, completely unrelated to real estate. What, um, what are some of your top bars in New Orleans that you like going to? So it's been a while. Um, my, some of my favorites, I mean, I'm not very big. If you want to get real trashy and like do like a three for one, which is like these buckets of liquor. If you really want to play tourist, um, you can go up and down bourbon street all day long. And it's fun as a tourist to do it one day and regret it the rest. Um, but I enjoy the piano bar at Pat O'Brien's. It's really, really special to me. My grandmother sang blues on bourbon. My father played in bands. So I come from a very musical family. And so anytime we went in, my dad would always know the people playing piano. And so going in there and just doing like any kind of different like tunes, it's just amazing. And it's in this beautiful, probably mold infested. Oh yeah, don't breathe in. Yeah, I know. (laughs) What we do now and tell people not to have in their homes, this is everything that this, these older buildings have, but the charm is so amazing. So that's probably my favorite. Always check out, not out in Pat O'Brien's courtyard's great, but if you can get to the evening hours, it's one of my favorite places to go chill. Well, and so everyone like goes there for the hurricanes because that's like, you know, the touristy thing. Their Bloody Marys are very good and I think underrated. So I do. I agree. They have a fantastic Bloody Mary too. So I've had every cocktail at that establishment. Yeah, no, as you should. You know, that's uh, your New Orleans tour guide is showing. But um, the first time I ever went to New Orleans was back in 2010, eight, eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there. Uh-huh. And um we went in and ordered a drink and, you know, we were like, Hey, like, you know, vodka soda, that's my drink of choice. And, you know, my husband ordered like some sort of beer. Right. And we turn around we're talking to our friends and then we turn back to the bar and there's six drinks on the bar. Cause we are at like the swamp on the second floor, you know? And yeah. he's like, I ordered a beer 
and a vodka soda. And they're like, yeah, it's three for one. Yeah. Like, everywhere. And, and they're like, no, it's three for one. And they like pointed to the sign along where we're like, holy crap. Like this, yeah. this, this evening escalated, you know? Um, yeah. so that was, that was our first as, as experience with that. And we're like, well, <laughs> all right. And then when we, when we went to leave, right. And they give you the big plastic cups, like the bucket basically. Yep. Um, yep. I was looking when you said the three for ones, cause normally I have some of those right from previous trips that we use for water cups. Cause like they're yep. great water cups. Um, now that I'm an adult and can't handle three for ones on a yeah. regular basis, but yeah. Any new any New Orleanian has a Mardi Gras cup, it, and we call them Mardi Gras cups, but you just call them water. But it's the plastic ones with all the stuff. Tons. So, yeah. Tons. It's well it's now they serve the me as a, as a water cup because I don't fill them completely up with <laughs> booze as you would you know, on Bourbon Street at noon. So right. You know. Right. Anyways, little uh, little non real estate related info for those of you that may be looking to go to New Orleans for you know anything drinking yeah. hanging and hit me up i have the list of restaurants and everything too so yeah good deal um cool well i will hit you with one last question before we end and it's one that stumps a lot of people i told you i wasn't going to try to stump you but i am okay all right if it was your last meal on earth what would you be eating i think my last meal would be a lobster roll from and i am a snob about lobster but Beetle Cat here in Inman Park in Atlanta, Georgia is fantastic. And really? I will tell you, it yes, if you come, I will take you there. They do a donut brunch and they have these uh, lobster rolls. They're fantastic. It's unbelievable. The taste is, and I lived in Boston. So donut brunch, did you say? It's a donut brunch. They make donuts. I find that weird. I have to have a protein in my breakfast. I always have to eat breakfast and I have to have a protein. I cannot just live off of like croissant and everything alone. So, but they do a donut brunch and they also have like a fantastic list of just all these different sandwiches and stuff. But the lobster roll is out of this world. Cool. Well, I will definitely keep that in mind uh, and potentially, you know, plan something for me to come to Georgia so that I can eat a lobster roll because I do love lobster rolls. So, um, Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you, um, all that you shared. Um, I cannot wait to see you here soon in Vegas and you you know, all the continued success. You too. Thank you so much, Katie. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, babe.